0: The EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network presents Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Each week, Joan brings you news from inside the Vatican and the church around the world, as well as interviews and answers to your questions. Now, here's the host of Vatican Insider, Joan Lewis.
1: Welcome to Vatican Insider. I just wanted to tell you I'll be away for a bit on vacation, but my terrific colleagues and friends at EWTN Radio will be preparing a best-of series in my absence. So sit back this weekend and enjoy a special listening adventure. Well, I want to welcome my listeners to another edition of Vatican Insider, and today we're going to talk about food specifically Food for the Poor, a program you're going to hear a lot more about in coming weeks and months. And and I have two people with me today who are an integral part of that program. And one is Alvaro Pereira. He's the Executive Vice President of Church Alliances, and he'll tell you about his work. And then Father Robert White, and I really have to let you all know, I was in his parish in America like 30 years ago. That's about how long it's been since we've seen each other. And so, Father is a retired priest from San Diego who's been teaching parishes about food for the poor for for many years. So, welcome to both of you.
2: Thank you very much, Joan. We are glad to be here, glad to be in Rome, and glad to be so close to uh, to the Vatican and, uh, and look at all the action and present the uh, work that we're doing for the good of the poor in the region.
1: Exactly. And Father Bob, welcome to my home in Rome.
0: Well, thank you for inviting us, and thank you for inviting us to do this interview. Uh, I'm excited, not because of the interview, but because I haven't seen you in so long, and we had such a tremendous connection years ago when you were in my parish, and you were a very great help in building that parish.
1: I was, and my parents were. We're talking about St. Thomas More Parish in in Vista, California, and um, we had a wonderful relationship. It was a very unique Because we were building the church from the ground up, it was a very unique relationship among all the parishioners. So, now I'm just going to quote for a moment from the website that explains that Food for the Poor is one of the largest international relief and development organizations in the U.S., it's an ecumenical Christian nonprofit organization based in Coconut Creek, Florida, that provides food, medicine, and shelter, among other services, to the poor in Latin America and the Caribbean. So now both of you are in Rome relative to that program. And Alvaro, exactly what were you doing here? What kind of meetings were you at?
2: So we were guests at a meeting of uh, great minds, really, that happened at the Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences this week. And they were discussing ways... Of, uh, of dealing with poverty, and uh, Food for the Poor works in 17 countries in Central America and the Caribbean, and we built the capacity of over 14,000 organizations that are church-related that are really dealing with the poverty every day. The people that work for this organization smell like the sheep like Pope Francis uh, ask, has asked us what to do.
1: And this meeting at the Academy of Social Sciences was it just basically on poverty? Did it bring together a lot of groups like yours? It
2: brought, it brought a lot of the members of the Academy of Social Sciences and also uh, other people from throughout the world, and, uh, and and even even other people from different uh, denominations of, uh, of faith. Uh, there was a, a rabbi present there, and uh, and a couple and a pastor there. Uh, What brought us together is really that we were all interested in defining ways and thinking of ways. And I think that this this one was more of the thinking of ways of dealing with poverty and understanding poverty and then taking it to the next step, which is what we do at Food for the Poor, which is acting on that and really uh, making sure that we change the lives of those living in poverty.
1: Well, and I think there's nothing better than an exchange of ideas, too, because you sit around the table with people, certainly in the Vatican, people from different countries, different continents, and you hear about their experience, and you go, wow, that's a great idea why didn't we think of that or why didn't we do that and your idea how you help and in a minute I'll have you you both explain that how you help the the poor and it's called food for the poor but it's it's well beyond that so father Bob what have you've been basically traveling you give uh, sermons and and visit churches and explain the food for the poor where do, and where do you do this different
0: states well we have a group of priests, 62 Catholic priests, who every weekend travel throughout the United States to different parishes. And our responsibility, and I've done that for 20 years, uh, our responsibility is to preach at all the masses, to inform the people of the great need to reach out to the poorest of the poor in our country, so to raise consciousness of that. We also let them know of the magnificent work of Food for the Poor, how we reach out in the 18 countries that Alvaro already mentioned, plus a few others that we're beginning to work with, to to collect funds. Sure. Uh, and the those of us who go out and preach are probably the primary source of income and the longest term that donors give. So if a donor will give today, Twenty-five years later, they're still giving. Wow! Whereas, if through the mail or other things, they're very short-term donors. But we, in preaching to the Catholic churches in the United States, we get donors that that stay with us for years and years and years.
1: Well, and a lot of people. So you're really the public relations arm, if you will, of um, you know of Food for the Poor. And I think that over time, when you think of people that do donate, they probably live in communities where there is. A, a neighborhood of great poverty, or groups of people of great uh, poverty who need everything from food, you know, on up or on down. So, Alvaro, tell us what what the mission is, the mission statement, and then I'll be giving people your website in a minute.
2: In a, in a few words, really, what Food for the Poor was created is to. Bring the church, tr- bring the church of the developed world together to the church, and when I say church, capital C and you know l- lowercase c uh, of it, to to work to transform the lives of the uh, of, of the poor. Something that uh, key at food for the poor is that the presence of God is there. I always say that you know there are no Einsteins at food for the poor, but God is God is there. It's amazing to see how. Uh, we have all come together. Nine hundred thousand people support the organization on a regular basis in the U.S. The people in, in 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 the United States are so charitable, and especially when they find the right organization to do it, that's going to do it in the right in the right ways.
1: Well, you know, it's very interesting. I was on the board of uh, trustees of an international school in Rome for a number of years, and we needed funds for different things we had to do at the school. And it was very interesting because there were Italians and Americans on this board. It was an American American nuns, nuns um, who had the school of Sacred Heart nuns in Rome. Anyway, what was so interesting, at one point, a number of the Americans were saying, well, let's have this and that project to raise money, whether it was the teenage boys washing cars or whatever. And there was an American woman married to an Italian, and she said, it's so interesting because Americans always want to go out and do. They want to be part of it, They (laughs) physically washing cars or collecting, you know, food for the poor. But the Italians are a little more detached. And this is from an Italian. This is not my judgment, because they'll be there. How much do you need? They'll write a check. Mm-hmm. And at times you need both of them too. You need That's the active. Right. You right. need the active hands, and yes. and you need the checks. So, um, well, now why and when was Food for the Poor founded?
2: So Food for the Poor was founded forty years ago by an entrepreneur. He's originally from Jamaica, of Lebanese family, and what he wanted to do at one point in time, he decided that he had a, a huge conversion, and uh, and he wanted to go live with the poor but his family said no why are you going to go live with the poor you're going to create one more problem let us support you and it's a family of entrepreneurs from Jamaica let us support you and see what is it that you can do with your talent of uh, of creating companies that you can create a nonprofit and um, and food for the poor started really from the dream of Ferdinand Mafood. It started from people sitting around the table and thinking of the organization. And now we're the second largest international aid organization, and many times unknown. Uh, we uh, we're moving all, almost a billion dollars worth of, uh, of donations. To 17 countries in Central America and the Caribbean, but the, the interesting thing, though, is that we do it through the churches in the in the countries, yeah. and we do it because we understand that the church is the number one place where people knock on the doors when they need something, when the poor need something. But also at the same time, the structure of the church is impressive in the countries, and the trust that we can have of the churches as well. So we have very much in common with uh, with with the, uh, with the with the with the churches. And, and again, we're building the capacity of the churches and other organizations that are serving the poor on a regular basis.
1: Well, you know, this is so important because there are people who are willing to give when they know it's to a church or to Caritas. They just know that their aid whether it's financial or or material, they know that their aid is going to go directly to those people. You're not going to have 20 or 30 percent taken off the top for a government, as you might in a government organization. I know, for example, Pope Francis recently gave um, 50,000 euro to Caritas in Greece because they had some disastrous results of of devastating fires and, and a uh, 100,000 hectares, you know, ruined and people losing their homes. But that went to Caritas, and then people know that that is, is going to work directly with them. Welcome to the q and I've been asked several times by fellow parishioners in Rome why the liturgical season of Ordinary Time is called Ordinary. There are two periods in the Roman calendar called Ordinary Time. The first runs basically between the January 6th Feast of the Epiphany and the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, inclusive. The second period begins Monday after Pentecost and ends before evening prayer of the first Sunday of Advent. The time is called ordinary, mainly because it's just that, ordinary, and not part of any special liturgical season, such as Easter. Of course, many feast days and solemnities occur in ordinary time. The Most Holy Trinity, the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, The Nativity of John the Baptist, the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, Saints Peter and Paul, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, all saints and all souls. Just a few examples. Weekdays during ordinary time, when there are no solemnities, feasts, or memorials of saints, are called Ferial Days, F-E-R-I-A-L. The liturgical color of ordinary time is green, symbolizing life and hope. was a Jesuit, a Cardinal, and a Doctor of the Church. Matthew
0: Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Robert Bellarmine is honored for his immense contributions to theology, including helping to draft two important catechisms that defended Church teachings during the Protestant Revolt. Pope Clement VIII named Bellarmine a Cardinal because, as the Pope put it, Bellarmine had not his equal for learning. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Faith is a precious gift from God. As the largest religious media network in the world, EWTN has an important role in educating others about our Catholic faith and spreading the good news of salvation. We invite you to explore our numerous pages of historical faith documents, prayers, teachings, and other current issues in Catholicism today. Visit EWTN.com and click Catholicism. EWTN, the global Catholic network. The power of prayer depends on God's action, not on our praying. The Holy Spirit prays within us with groanings too deep for words, as Romans 8 says. And He empowers us to seek God and to seek from Him all that we need. And the answer to prayers are always from God in order to worship Him. Welcome back to Vatican Insider. Here's Joan Lewis.
1: Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Alvaro Pereira and Father Robert White as they tell us more about the amazing program they work with, Food for the Poor, how this organization works to help the poor, not just through providing food, but through building homes and teaching people how to earn a living and much more. The more you hear, the more you'll want to become involved
2: we work very closely with Caritas everywhere in the countries where we where we are because they have great structures in uh, in, in there you know for example right now there was uh, 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 an earthquake in Haiti just a few weeks ago oh, yeah. and food for the poor was there answering the needs of the people the next day and um, and i love to talk about our team in Haiti because i call them the heroes wow. uh, they woke up the next morning after they heard of the earthquake and all they needed was really the support from from us in the U.S. Uh, to be able to move forward and go help their brothers and sisters in uh, in Haiti, and because we have an ongoing presence in Haiti for almost 40 years, there w- there were a lot of supplies in the in the country already. So we move, we have moved over a hundred truckloads into the area wow. where the earthquake uh, happened, and in the first day we were able to do that. And when you take into consideration that Haiti is not like, remember, it's, it's not like the U.S. You cannot just take on on the road and go from point A to point B because there were gang- gangs in the middle of the road. There, some of the roads were not were not working, and some of the bridges were down. And but our team found a way. They found a way because they cared. They care and they were there, and they had the support from the American people that support their food for the poor, and they were able to respond to the needs of the of the people that were suffering from that earthquake.
1: Sure. No, you really you really jumped in there real quickly. As I also learned from. From studying um, the website, and I mean Haiti is still should be on the front pages of a of a lot of news stories because mm-hmm. the need is is just mammoth now. Um, but you mentioned one thing. So do I understand that you have food for the poor offices in these countries, each country?
2: Well, we do. We do have uh, in Jamaica, Haiti, and Guyana. We have the food for the poor brand in there. But the reality is that the organizations are local organizations run by haitians run by jamaicans run by and then in the rest of the other 14 countries we work through what we call in-country partners and those are the caritas of the world uh and other local organizations that receive the goods from food for the poor and then they implement all of the projects or the distribution of uh, of goods because food for the poor works in two ways one of them is that uh, we send out over three thousand truckloads of uh, of uh, food educational supplies, medical supplies, medicines, and other things into the countries that are distributed to the poor through the network of fourteen thousand organizations in those countries so it 's kind of like a three la- four layers really it 's the American people donating to food for the poor food for the poor working with. The network of organizations that we call in-country partners, and then they work at another at another level. But the, the important thing of all of this, and that's not, that that's not important, right? How we work. The important thing is that we do it that way because we want to make sure that we get the aid as close as we can to the hands of those nuns and those priests that are on a daily basis educating the the children in the countries. And on a daily basis, they're feeding the the elderly. They're caring for the disabled. And we, we know that the nuns and the priests do a Wonderful job right. in the area. All they need again is the support from all of us in the United States to be able to 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 uh, to use their talents and the, and the, and the treasure that God has given them sure. to willingly uh, make a difference in the lives of those in need.
1: Well, I read as a matter of fact when I went on your website, I saw a press release that said, and this is just Monday, October four. Celebration of Hope Gala exceeds Haiti home-building goal with 35 homes. 1.2 million meals also headed to earthquake victims um, in Haiti. And and just for another moment, I want to insert this. I saw some amazing numbers about where money will go. So $21 will provide a meal for 420 children. Mm -hmm. I mean... That it's that blows my place. mind. Yeah, yep. that blows my mind. $36 will feed three families for a month. And we can spend $36 on one meal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. right Very here in, in Rome. $50 will help provide medical and nutritional aid for severely malnourished children. And $170 will provide a water pump for a village. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, each of those is just a... Yep. A small dent in our pocketbook yeah. when we consider when we consider life here. Now, Father Bob, when you talk about the uh, the program, food for the poor to uh, to parishes, do you give some of these statistics telling them where money will go?
0: We don't actually give statistics. We do tell them where the money will go, but uh, in a sense that we want to touch hearts, yeah, to change their hearts, to see that there are people this were living in the streets, living in. Uh, utter poverty that truly need their help so once we touch their hearts they then donate monies that we then feed back to the people in the countries in which we serve uh,
1: another figure i read um just days ago was the donors impact so far that's till today uh, october 2021 61,625,000 meals provided, 1,473 homes built, 2,192 containers shipped. So that's astonishing. Yeah. It's what, But, but you, it is more than food. You do help oh, build yes. homes. Yes. So it, but the importance uh, uh, of having the locals involved. Of having Haitians or, or the yeah. natives of these countries.
2: It's by the grace of God that the organization has grown and continues to grow, to, to grow uh, every single day, really. And it, you know, God touches the heart of so many people but at the, at the same time yes you know we we because we understand the need of the people directly because we are in the field we we our partners are in the field they let us know what the needs are so we have to find specific sectors that we want to work and the sectors go all the way from providing people with just a meal and the reason why is because you, we have to understand the situation of these people they really don't know what they're going to eat you know you, you could have a mother of five kids and she has no clue what she's going to be able to feed her kids in the next meal because she has no opportunities wherever the country she is. So we we provide those people with just a safety net for a little bit so that they can then move on to the next steps. Our our ultimate goal is self-sufficiency and and development sure. of, the, of the of the people. But there is a reality, you know, it's it's a if you study poverty sometimes you know people think that It's just something that you can fix by the snap of a finger, but it's not. It's a process. And you have to help the people at the different levels where where they are with the ultimate level of of development.
1: But they have to know they can get themselves out of poverty. And I think it's partly that old adage of you don't just Mm -hmm. give people fish, you teach them how to fish. Exactly. And I think that if they know that with their own resources, or do they have enough space to even grow, grow a small garden? around their home. Do they have a home in the first place? Mm -hmm. So you have to get them directly involved, the poor.
2: That's why I love, one of my favorite projects that we do is working with the people to provide them with a home. Every single day, at the end of the day, as we speak today... 11 families are going to move into a food for the poor, uh, into a home that was donated by our donors at food for the poor. The importance of the home is really not just providing a safe shelter to that, to that family. It's because it has an impact on the level of education. It has an impact on job security of the, of the families. It has sure. an impact on their, their regular security. They can now, I mean, I remember one time I went, I was in Nicaragua and, um, and we moved the family into a home and I asked this boy who was probably 12 years old. I had never, had a window in his house. And I said, what's your favorite part of the house? I thought that he was going to talk about the space or the walls. or that. And he goes, it has a window. But wow. you know, the way I read that window is really not that it was just because it was the literal window that was there that would let the, would let the light in. Right. It's really because it was a window to his future. It would allow the family to exist it would allow the family to put those kids in the school in the uh, in, in the area. And that's something else that we do very well. Even though our name is Food for the Poor, we just don't distribute food. We distribute food in ways that are that are very well programmed. And one of the ways that we do it is through schools. Why? Because we want the parents to send the kids to school. And when they sure. send them because the parents know that at least they're going to have one meal a day that's much better than whatever meal that they can have at home. Yeah. Sadly, that is a reality, and it's a reality that we see on a regular basis that families don't have the opportunity to be able to provide their their children with the basics that that they need. Water and sanitation is something very important. Why? Because women are the ones that waste two hours every single day. When they're living in, a, in, in, in poor conditions, just fetching five gallons of water, of water one yeah. way, five gallons of water the other way. And then the women and the, and the girls are the ones that are not going to school. They're not going to work because they have to fetch the water yeah. for the family. So what we do is we provide them with portable water that's close to their communities. And what we're doing is we're giving time back to those women and those girls so that they can go study and they can be, right. you know, they can be independent.
1: It's a, a, a wonderful situation all the way around. So I love the idea of the window because it was both real, a real yes. window, and symbolic for this young man, you know.
0: I just wanted to add one thing. We also provide fishing villages throughout the, the countries we serve where we will teach men to go out into the ocean, very far, to fish. We provide the boat. They then come back to feed the village, and do also, for what's left over, to earn a living. And each fisherman must tithe 10%, I believe it is, Alvaro, you mm-hmm. correct me, uh, 10% of their income from the fishing to a independent person, perhaps a parish priest, who holds that money in case something happens to the, the the boat.
1: Oh. So they can
0: easily prepare the, repair the, the boat and do other things so that...
1: A little savings fund for it. emergencies. Exactly, exactly yeah, yes. Exactly, wow.
0: So they're not completely dependent on food for the poor.
1: You know, even knowing that, knowing this, this fisherman, knowing there is this emergency fund because of what he had to put away, that just has to kind of make their burden simpler, you know? Alfredo, I'd love you, in in our closing remarks here, um, give us the website because that tells people how they can help. I've already mentioned some of the interesting figures, but tell us about that.
2: Well, first I want to thank everybody who has always supported the 900,000 people that support Food for the Poor on a regular basis. But it's not about us. It's really about the people that we're helping, the poor that that have a need. And you can reach us at www.foodforthepoor.com food for the poor.com. and uh, we thank you in advance for whatever it is that you can do for the good of others
1: well i want to close simply by thanking two of you my my dear friend from the past father robert white pastor many years ago in america at my parish and um alvaro pereira for what you, what you both do for Food for the Poor, for making so many lives better. It has to be at sometimes a very frustrating work, but also very rewarding. So may God continue to bless you. I think he has. And may God continue to bless all of us, and especially the people that you help. So thank you both for your time. Thank you, Father Bob.
0: And we thank you for your work. And for inviting us to speak to the people of the United States. And uh, we love what we do. It, it's, yeah. it's not for us, it's for the poor, right. the poorest of the poor. One person at a time, one family at a time is being pulled out of poverty because of the, the tremendous work that Fifth World does. Exactly.
2: We all have generosity in our heart, we just have to put it in practice. And uh, we welcome you to do that.
1: God bless all of us. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for tuning in to the Best of Vatican Insider while I'm on vacation. And thanks to my EWTN colleagues and their hard work in preparing this week's program. Come back next weekend for another special listening adventure.
0: For more information on these stories or to check out Joan's blog and to ask her a question, go to EWTN.com. That's EWTN.com. Thanks for listening to Vatican Insider on the EWTN
2: Global Catholic Radio Network.